You're listening to another hope-filled podcast from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifenz.org. God good. Have a seat. Have a seat. Please have a seat. Thank you so much. God is good, hey? Two weeks of being under the presence of God. What a wonderful thing. And by the way, I want to say to you, this is your opportunity. It's not every day at life you get someone of the likes of me. So it's okay for you to say, come on, black girl, preach it like it is. Come on. Bring the house down. Come on. <laughs> you. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, Come on, black girl. You know, I did actually this. I did this years ago. There was an African-American preaching somewhere at the Gold Coast in, in um, Queensland. And I was so excited because finally I, I thought, I have an opportunity. I've been all these years hailing my youth pastor going, come on, white boy, preach like it is. And suddenly there was an African-American standing on stage preaching. And I yelled that sea of thousands of people going, come on, white boy, preach like it is. He stopped and he goes, who was that? This is not black or white. It's his chocolate. And so, <laughs> let's move on. I haven't got much time. You know, um, <clears throat> I was really excited to, we're blessed, not excited, but blessed to hear the message that we received in the last couple of days. And um, it's all about being an overcomer. And being an overcomer, um, as we read Pastor Martin preach, and, and I want to just um, remind us of Revelation 12, 11. And it says, what does it say? Blank moment. <laughs> it says that they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Amen. And I love stories. I love stories because it, it depicts the life that we live. It tells of what, what's going on in our world. And I love to tell story, but I also love hearing it. And so this scripture is reminding us and telling us that we overcame by the blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb, the, the blood that was shed on the cross has given weight to our story. The blood that was shed on the cross has given us permission, merits to actually say, because of the blood, I have a story to share. And so as we look at um, being an overcomer, I just want to remind us that sometimes we may have this inclination of thinking that we need to have a story that em it looks embellished, a story that's colorful for us to share it. For us to do a testimony that is colorful, that's got a lot of turmoil that's happened for, 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 for us then to have a marriage to say. But I'm here to let you know that your story carries incredible power. It is you are an overcomer. We, you and I to get an overcomer. And why do we need to be sharing that story? Because it reminds us, it cultivates faith within us. Not just us that share it, but those that get to hear it. It does more than that. The other thing that it does, it actually causes us to remember that because God did it then, He can do it again. Amen. Because He did it then, He can do it again. And so as we remember to, uh, tonight and we come around um, the importance of overcoming, remember to be sharing your story. It has a merit. Let's continue to stir, um, share it. But along, alongside with that, I also want to just to capture what Pastor Martin uh, shared on, on um, Overcoming, he brought three different points of which we know we, we talked about uh, achieving, as if you, you know, Mount Everest. He talked about judicial being in, in court and, and how you can win a case. And then he talked about the last one, militant, a military win. And I want to just wrap that around by, by tonight bringing the kingdom perspective of eternity. Eternity. That we're here, we're pilgrimage, we're passing through this earth, amen. That we're not here to bank, to tent and to stay and to stay for forever. 
the turmoil, the challenges, the tribulation forms us and shapes us to becoming men and women that will enter eternity with strength. A bride that's ready to welcome her groom. Amen. So it is about staying the path. It's about staying the path. You know, I was thinking about my precious, precious mom who got slipped into eternity in 2015. So suddenly, but for 70 years, 13 children prayed every morning at four o'clock in the morning, brought the whole family to the kingdom except for one person. And that's her husband, my dad. He's alive today. Still, we're praying for him. But mom could have gone, you know what, God, I have prayed. I've raised these children. I've done so much more. I'm going to turn around, you know, 90 point, uh, turn around and, and give up. I might just give up because this is the very one person I love. This is my husband. This is the man who raised the children with me. I could have just, God, what are you doing? Like we heard this morning. As we heard this morning, it's not about looking at someone else's garden and saying it's green on this side. God, how come it's not happening for me? God, what about me? But no, she stayed the path. She stayed the path and she saw. And I just want to encourage us tonight to remember that eternity matters. It's not above everything else that we do. Everything that you hear, we heard on, sun, on, on the weekend. And as we continue on with our lives, it is about eternity. Eternity matters. And it is about us not giving up, but recognizing, as Galatians 6, 9 says, don't grow weary in doing good for in due season. If you don't fit, if you don't lose heart, we will gain the eternal prize. Amen. And I just really want to encourage us tonight. Let's remember the importance of why we're walking this journey. The journey that we're walking leads us to a far greater, far, far greater than just waiting to, to, to see your breakthrough. When the breakthrough doesn't come through, what do you do? You sing. Habakkuk says to us and said, though the victory shall not blossom, though there be no fruit on the vine, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. Yet will I rejoice in the Lord, my God, for God the Lord is my strength. So it is about pressing through, praying through, worshiping, using our lives to worship. Amen. Worship. Worship. So I want to finish up. Did I do my five minutes? I didn't hear. Come on, black girl. Preach like this. Come on. Walk with me. <laughs> Revelation, uh, Hebrew, finishing off Hebrew chapter 11, verse 38 says this. Men of whom the world was not worthy, roaming over the desolate places in the mountains, living in caverns and holes of the earth. And all these, though they won divine approval, by means of this faith, did not receive the fulfillment, fulfillment of what was promised. I use the story of my mom because there are many of us, we've seen our loved one pass on to eternity. And there's been things that they believed for. They didn't see it, but they didn't give up. And the Hall of Fame in chapter 11 talks about incredible men and women that were shipwrecked, that were cut in half. All kinds of things happened through their world, but they didn't give up because of the price that was set before them. Eternity. And I just pray that, you know, and I, a word of caution here, we live in days where pop culture, where everything is by the fingertip. We want everything here and now. And we can translate that into our walk with God. We can translate that to say we want, it, we want things from God and we want it here and tomorrow. And when God doesn't do it, we turn around and say, I've given up on that faith. But can I urge you, can I urge us tonight to remember 
that it's really important when the, the world begins to get darker and darker and it, get, it will get darker and darker, where will we be when it comes to our faith? We will be wrapping it up for eternity to say, I won't give up because I want to see him one day. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. All right. I have the pleasure, I have the pleasure of uh, introducing someone who's come a long way, all the way from Mongolia. And none other but Dr. Colin Thomas. Please make him welcome. Thank you very much. Wow, how are you all going? Is anyone like super fatigued right now? I am so tired, but I am so buzzing at the same time. And who here is just like, I was just sitting there in worship. Worship was just going like up and up and up and up. And I was like, man, I am feeling messed up. Who feels messed up after this camp? This camp has just blown expectations. It's been unreal. Everyone was talking it up, you know, beforehand, but it literally has changed my life in a really significant way. You know, ever since I've been walking with God, maybe for about 12, 13 years, and uh, for people who've been walking with God for that period of time or even longer know that life is so seasonal. And my life, I feel like my faith has just been so up, so down. And, uh, you know, I've been coming to to life for eight, nine months. And uh, I felt like my faith was just so dry. And I just was so, it just came along to this camp. And this is just my testimony. I'm just going to share. I got the mic, so. Um, I just remember the first time I walked into the camp, I just closed my eyes and just began to worship. And God gave me an image for me. And he gave me an image of a washing machine. And uh, I don't know if anyone's got a crazy washing machine. My washing machine is crazy. It explores the house. But it does. So, uh, yeah, anyway, I just had this vision of a washing machine. And then just going through that mad spin cycle and coming out fresh to the other side. And um, I just wanted to encourage people. I was talking to Alana um, about this. You know, life is so up and down. And sometimes things happen to our spirits and happen to our souls. And we can't pinpoint it. You know, sometimes the preacher will get up there and say, you'll preach a message on forgiveness and people, oh man, that's what's holding me back. I've got to forgive that person. Or maybe they'll preach a message on this or that broken relationship, hitting the word. And oh man, that one thing is going to solve me. But has anyone ever been in a place where it feels like it's a confused, confusing place? You just don't know what to do. You don't know what to resolve. I want to encourage you, if you weren't at camp, you need to get into a place where God is going to break you down over a period of time. I mean, that first night, I was like, nah. But then by Saturday night, I was a blubbering mess. Anybody? Anybody? All right. You good? All right, I better preach. I better get onto this. Man, we've been talking about overcoming. And uh, the scripture here in John 16, 33, basically says this, just to recap it. I've told you these things, this is Jesus talking, that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you'll have trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome And doesn't your spirit just go, yeah, man. Like, hey, God has overcome. Jesus has overcome. This this is a God. This is a God who is the Alpha and the Omega. This is a God who is the beginning and the end. This is a God who is the creator. In John 1, it says that He is the Word, that He is the one, that one Word created everything. Don't clap. I'm trying to preach. You put me way off my game. But anyway, so good. But who knows that, you know, that's so easy to grasp. Like, okay, yeah, he's God. Of course he's overcome. But then you begin to take that truth and then you begin to look at your life. 
And you go, man, how come I'm not overcoming? How come there's a disparity between Jesus the overcomer and me the struggler? And I just feel like, you know, we've had a great time around camp and we've spoken a lot about overcoming for our own lives. But I want you to know that God hasn't created you. He wasn't, hasn't called you to be an overcomer. Romans 8.37, that we are more than conquerors. You know, there's such a mantle on our lives to reflect the overcoming nature of God. And I think we've got that. But it's not just that you'd have a successful business. It's not just that you'd have a great relationship. It's not just that you'd have a cozy life. But God has called you to overcome so that you can impact the lives of others. And I'm so thrilled about what the message of the church is for more. Did you know there's more? There's more than what happens in your household. There's more than just what happens in your workplace. There's more than just what happens in your sporting communities. There's more. You are the church. You are the church. And I just want to pull out some sneaky points. Some, just a couple of cheeky points on how to overcome and become more. And what other place than to turn to the Word of God? Let's do it. Let's go Acts chapter 3. This is one of my favorite stories. I'm just going to read it from my wife's Bible. This is a sisterhood Bible. It's not mine. All right. So my Bible actually weighs 10 kilos. Uh, so it wasn't good. This thing wouldn't be able to support it. All right. So Acts chapter 3. Are you with me? Come on. Acts chapter 3. One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at a time of prayer. It's 3 in the afternoon, in fact. It's very detailed. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day uh, from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. And Peter said, look at us. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have, but what I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. And then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man. He used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. That's the calling on your life. Not just to go to church and to walk past the needs of this world. Not just to walk past and enjoy a nice, cozy church environment, you know, where you're getting everything wrapped up and there's ice creams in the morning. Come on, that is awesome. But that's not what it's about. It's about who are you taking? Whose life are you impacting? And I want to pull out three cheeky points. Who wants to know these cheeky points? Who's dying? I'm dying to know. I'm dying to know myself. Oh, I got three points. It's like the perfect number of points, really. All right. The first point I have is this. Have courage. Have courage. That scripture, the cornerstone scripture of John 16 says, but take heart, but take courage. And if anyone needed courage in this story, it's Peter. Man, I relate to Peter. This is a guy I love God. This is a guy who passionately left everything to follow Christ. But he failed. Not just once, he failed time and time and time again. Jesus called him Satan. That's not very good. 
eh? He denied Jesus three times. If you think about this, imagine denying somebody and resulting in their death. The Son of God. This guy was so racked with guilt. This guy had every reason to turn away. Yet here he is. Still got the courage. Still got the, still, still got the tenacity to refuse to allow those things to hold him back. Yes, I denied Jesus. Yes, I made mistakes. But I am going to the temple to worship my God. I am not going to allow sin. I am not going to allow shame. I am not going to allow this. I'm not going to allow that. Relationships, whatever it may be. I am going to the temple of God. Who's in? Who's coming? Come on. He's a good God. Have courage. Second one is this. Rely on God. Rely on God. I love it. These guys are walking to the temple and there's a guy with incredible need. His whole life has been crippled. How many times have you, we walk past things that look impossible? And I love the response. Not like, oh, here's, here's some coins. <laughs> no, silver and gold I don't have. I don't have the resource. <laughs> I don't have the ability. I don't have the education. But what I do have a revelation of God, the power of God within me. Did you realize that in the Bible, Jesus didn't do a 12-week program and send his disciples out and was like, okay, cool. And then that was like, then the book of Acts started. No. Jesus departed from the earth and he came back and he had said this amazing thing. He said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go. Therefore, go. Go. You have within you the authority, the power, the potential of God. In Ephesians 2, it says that we're seated in heavenly places with Christ. Do you know that you are seated in the heavens? Do you know that you carry the name that is above every other name? You know about that name? The Bible says that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, even those with the hardest of hearts, with the greatest of sins, with the biggest of perceived evils. This is the God that's within us. I want to challenge you. Are you relying on your ability? You might think, man, I'm not charismatic enough. Oh, you don't know my life. I can't speak. I haven't got the resource. I'm a nobody. Great. Because the Bible declares that in your weakness, His strength is made perfect. Come on. I think I've gone like 20 minutes over time. Anyway. And the third point is this, be a Christian every day. Be a Christian every day. You know, these guys didn't hold a revival group. They didn't, like, how do I explain this? They were just doing the everyday thing. They were going to the temple. They didn't orchestrate an event. And this is something that really bothers me is that sometimes as believers, we get so comfortable and we rely on the pastors. We rely on the service to reach our community. Hey, no more. None of that in 2017. You have two services to, to pick from. If you take your kids to a sporting event, be Christ there in the morning and bring them at night. Be a Christian every single day, not just Sunday, but realize the potential and the authority of Christ within you. Is that good? Thank you, Jesus.
All right, well, that's me. I, I didn't really prepare how to wrap that one up. Um, so I'm just going to leave that one with you. But who's enjoyed? Man, God is so good. But I have the great pleasure of introducing the next speaker. He's a fine man, a handsome individual. He's a man of style. I am speaking none other of the Life Young Adults Pastor, Danny B. Pullman. Stand up and give him a hand. Let's give Colin a hand. Didn't he just smash it out of the park? I don't even know what I'm going to preach on now because I feel like uh, there's nothing more to say after that. So have a great day and um, we'll probably see you guys next week. <laughs> nah, but it's good. And um, I think this weekend has really like been such an instrumental weekend for us as Life Melbourne. And um, it's literally going to launch us into everything that God has for us this year. It is a year of more. It's a year of more salvations. I just want to start declaring some things right now. It's going to be a year of more miracles, more healings. We're going to reach our community. God's going to use you in ways that you've never dreamed or imagined. All we got to do is lift our eyes to heaven. Open our ears to heaven. And like Colin's saying, just be a Christian every day and get on with it. But um, it's great. As I was in worship there, God gave me... Um, kind of just switched up everything I was going to say and it's funny because Joel shared the exact same scripture but God goes turn to Revelation and um, I want you to use this verse and um, I'm going to reiterate the verse that she spoke but it says in Revelation 12 11 that the Christians the saints the people of God that they overcame uh, the enemy they overcame the world by the blood of the lamb the word of their testimony and they loved not their life even unto its death. We're talking about overcome this weekend, and I'm like, what can, I, what can I share on? I felt God's just wanted me to give, I guess, a bit of an impartation that this year is going to be a year of trials. It's not going to be a perfect year. We're going to go through mountains. We're going to go through valleys. Some of us may face some of the hardest struggles we're going to go through in life. And like Joe shared the other day so beautifully, Jesus is straight up about this. But he doesn't leave us as orphans. He doesn't leave us uh, on our own. He says, I will be with you until the end of the age. It's a promise that our God will be with us. But to, uh, at the moment, we're, um, I work in construction. We um, install concrete panels. And we're doing this job in South Melbourne, um, Coventry Street. And um, it's about 10 stories high. And um, I've got, I went down the very basement of this job. And I'm looking around in the basement and there are these massive, just humongous, like, I don't even know how they got them down there, steel beams. There's all these foundations that are deep within the earth. And it enables a building to go up 10 stories. Because if you look at the weight of the concrete, the panel, everything that's in this apartment block, it's, it, it would totally crumble underneath the earth without the right foundation. This year, we're going to go through some stuff. This year, God's declaring through Pastor Paul and Marie, it's going to be a year of more. This year, we're going to go to new heights as a church. This year, even in your own personal journey, as you look through the tunnel of 2017, God's going to take you to places that you could never have dreamed of. But it all starts with you getting something deep, 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 foundationally on the inside of you, saying that I will overcome. There may be challenges right now thinking, oh, well, this weekend, I, I don't know if, you know, we've come out of such a high. How am I going to face it? We've just got to get it deep on the inside. 
deep on the inside and go, I am an overcomer. No matter what I go through, that is who I am. It's not what I do. It's not how I roll. It's not how, what I'm going to try to achieve. It is exactly who I am. The other verse I had, and we, we, we spoke about John, the apostle of love, and, and this scripture comes out of the gospel of, of John that we've based the whole camp around. But he writes a letter in 1 John. I'm going to read a verse out of it, 5 verse 4. It says, Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome our faith. You know, we don't have a fluffy, uh, cheesy, sort of, I don't know, wishy-washy faith. That's not what Christianity is about. Our faith isn't anchored in, in good works. Our faith isn't anchored in this idea that, you know, maybe one day we'll, we'll get to heaven and it'll be all right. Our faith is anchored in a story. You know, we sang a song before. We, we, we were worshipping God and we called him the lamb, the, the lion and the lamb. Jesus is coming back as a lion. But 2,000 years ago, he came as a lamb. 2,000 years ago, this Jesus, God incarnate, God in the very flesh came and gave his life upon a cross. There was a cross he had to overcome. And as he looked towards this cross the night before, he sweated blood, which is scientifically proven can happen, but he's under the most immense stress you could ever go through, the most immense anxiety for you to sweat blood because he looked down the tunnel of what he had to overcome. And it was the sin of the world. Every man and woman's brokenness from the, the darkest of men to, to people who think they got it all together. And Jesus, beyond that, saw your faces, every single one of us. And he, decided, he had a choice to make, like we have a choice to make. We have a choice to whether we, we want to overcome and we're going to take it on board and go for it. We have a choice to give in and throw the towel in. Jesus himself had a choice to throw the towel in. The Bible says that he loved us so much that he gave his life upon a cross. He was whipped, he was beaten, his blood was completely shed. That's what that whole scripture about the blood is about. Is that the God, the God of all the universe came down, put skin on and, and gave his whole life for you. Because he wanted to, to, to tell you this message that he loves you so much that he would want a relationship with you. And the only thing that could stop that relationship was our sin, was our brokenness. And he came and he said, I'll take your brokenness. I'll take your sin. I'll take your mess. You haven't gone too far. Doesn't matter how many times you fall, you can keep getting up. I've got your back. And I don't know if you haven't heard of this Jesus tonight. Maybe you're new. Maybe it's your first time. Maybe you've been in church environments, but... This message is new. This message of a God who's graceful, who's loving, who's kind, who, who gave his everything to know you. It might be a bit new. And something we do every, every service, if we give every single person an opportunity to give their hearts to Jesus, to respond to this message. So what we'd like to do is get every single person just to bow your heads, close your eyes, We do this to give every person an opportunity, a moment of privacy, to just stop for a second. Sometimes in a, in a world that's so busy, especially our world in, in this Western culture, we can 
be so busy with going from one event to the other. But right now you have an opportunity just to look inside your heart and ask yourself the question, am I in right relationship with God? I don't want you to ask yourself, am I ticking all the boxes? Have I got it all right this week? Do I think I'm good enough for God? God just wants to take you as you are. You don't have to know this whole Bible to to invite Jesus into your heart. He's a person and he's personal. And all you have to do is open your heart to him and ask him, invite him to come into your life, into your world, into your heart. So what I'd like to do is give everybody an opportunity to do that by just lifting your hand and you're raising it to God. I'll see that hand. And what we'll do is we'll pray a prayer that just invites Jesus into your heart. So if that's you tonight, you've heard this message maybe for the first time, the 500th time, it doesn't matter, but you know God's knocking on the very door of your heart saying, just let me in. I want to be friends with you. Would you just raise your hand right now? Just lift your hand to heaven. Awesome. I can see your hand. God sees your hand. Is there anyone else that would just love to give their life to Jesus? Awesome. We have another hand. He loves you. He's not an angry God. He's a loving God. He's a forgiving God, a merciful God. I'm going to close now, but is there anyone else that would love to give their life to Jesus? Thank you. Awesome. See your hand, honey. God loves you so much. God loves you so much. Awesome. All right. Especially for the persons that have lifted their hands, we're going to pray a simple prayer. I'd ask you just to repeat it after me. We as a church are going to repeat it because we love this prayer. We, we all started off on that journey of one day bowing to, on our knees, of, bowing on the knees of our hearts saying, Jesus, we need you. We want you. Forgive me. So just repeat after me. Father God, I come to you tonight not having it all together, broken, messed up. But I ask you right now, God, to forgive me of my sin. I thank you, Jesus, that you died for me. And tonight I choose to believe in you. I receive you into my heart. And I will choose to live from you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me, guys. It was good. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifenz.org.